This is a Rooster Teeth production. Stride your stumps on into the Stinky Dragon, sip up our latest sap, the Uprooty Tutti Fruity. It's a mixture of maple syrup, sarsaparilla, regen rum, topped with your choice of freshly sliced fruit. This saccharine swill has more heart than a will and sacrifice. Previously, our adventurers dug their way out from a falling building only to enter a courtyard of chaos. They soothe the spooked horse, careened through crossbow crossfire, played music for a mob, and stepped into a cyclone stadium. Can they reach the sacred tree and stop a century of war? Let's not beat around the bush and see what's in store. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. We're here. We're ready to fight. Whatever comes across our way. I'm ready to fight the adventurers. The adventurers are ready to fight us. We're here. We're queer. Well, not everyone. Some of us. Maybe one of us. (laughs) One and a half. One and a half. I do like that whenever Gus records his tavern voice thing, he's been doing it live in front of us now more often. So we're just, imagine six adults in this recording just kind of, Waiting as this man goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> also, after a serious discussion where we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, hold on. Welcome to the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our, yeah, our quote-unquote serious discussion was determ- determining Mud's uh, tiger state. Yes. I can't remember sometimes if I'm an animal, if I'm not an animal, if I left the last episode as something. Usually, I go off of my character sheet. And right now, according to my character sheet, Fair, fair audience. I'm not an animal, so I'm going with that. So I don't, I don't think you were driving the cart, right? The horse-drawn cart. I was driving the cart, and I don't think I was a tiger driving the cart. Which I would love to see a tiger driving a cart. I that's it's adorable. It's adorable. Do you think we spend more time trying to open doors or trying to figure out if if John is an animal or not? <laughs> we do that less. I'd say we the doors are a much bigger thing. That's very true. In all caps, Micah typed doors. Doors. <laughs> We're going to need a second opinion. Doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I give a shout out to somebody on Twitter? Yeah. At Jarmstrong said, I guess they must have just listened to an episode, and they said, finally, Mud uses the immovable rod. Uh, but then they said, but seriously, these cliffhangers are killing me. Um, yes, you're welcome. Maybe sometime in the next, next 35 episodes, I'll use it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you took it. You took it with you. I have it. I've been re-listening, uh, to the show from the start, uh, while I was painting and stuff. I got so mad at that episode. (laughs) I was so mad. I was like, you're still mad. So hard. (laughs) Thinking back though. Okay. Knowing how Chris plays D and D and how he just tries to find any route into a problem to like break the game to break the game if he had gotten an immovable rod that's like giving a, a nuke to north korea it would have been <laughs> over <man. Jeez. laughs> this game would be so broken right now constantly oh yo, yeah i'd be yeah. like my google history would be filled with how do you break an immovable rod <laughs> yeah. i feel like whatever if we ever do another campaign with new characters Chris should play like the dad like character just so he has to be responsible. Just please? because I want to see that. Hey, please. No, 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 no. Chris gets to be DM and I get to try to break his game <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I, I would just like to like 
Can I can I be the dumb impetuous one that ruins everything for everybody? Can I be that one? Aren't you already? John, I, I don't think I don't think you could physically do that. I don't think your brain would let you do that. Oh, I you've played video games with me where I get into a little bit of a chaos mode. That's true. John can do that. And I like to cause trouble. But it's just like in this show, we gotta do stuff. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> someone has to be the the we do stuff guy. You, well, I want you to play a compulsive liar, John. Oh, I'd love to. It would totally I I, I it would it would be fun. You mean you would hate that? In this in this <laughs> fictional world, I'd be fine with it. I'm just I'm just because uh, you're lying, so you'd say you hate that because mm. everything you say is a lie. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's not opposite day today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Let's play some D and D. Gum gum, as you're staring down a smug-looking Osmond, you are caught off guard by a drenched snow bice behind you that snatches knife and pulls him into the icy water. You had an action ready. If you want to do anything, uh, you can at this point. Uh, yeah, I want to do something. Not, I want my little boy, King, getting iced away. Uh, can I? What you got? Ice to see you, Gum Gum says. Uh, there it is. There, yeah. it, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just rattling off Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes from Batman and Robin. How could you not? I know what I'm doing. I'm going to attach, tie a rope to him. And then tie the other end to me and pull. Is he? He's already grabbed him in the water. He's like, it's like he just came up and grabbed him and dove down. Like you don't have time to. Oh, so he's in the water. Right. Okay, I'm diving in after. Oh, diving in. But I'm t- can I tie a rope to me and then dive in? Can Gum Gum canonically swim? Have any of us swam in this game before? What are you going to tie the other end to? You're just going to tie a rope to you and that you have in your own bag? That's what Gum Gum <laughs> might do. <laughs> he just ties a rope to himself. Leaves the rope on the thing and thinks that's what works. That's gum gum. I think I yeah. think gum gum would do that. I think that. Okay. <laughs> so you pull one end of the rope out from your pack, tie it around your waist, and dive into the water. I got this, guys. Oh, you know what would really come in handy right now? An immovable rod. It would. <laughs> it would. It really, really would. Oh my god. I guess you'll just have to get to me. Okay. <laughs> Suckers. Synergy. Synergy. So I dive in. Do I, can I swim? Do I see anything? What do I see in the water? If you're not familiar with the the rules of swimming in d and I'm going to read over them real fast with you. Oh, I'm not actually. So each foot of movement costs one extra foot. Uh, so, you know, if you're, for example, if your movement's 30, then your movement becomes 15. So it's mm-hmm. halving your movement. Yeah, uh, so I believe your movement is 30, Gum Gum, so you'd be able to move 15 right now while you're swimming. You go to the deep end of the pool. I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, what do I see when I open my eyes underwater? Water. Make a perception check. Okay. Blurred vision. I don't know when you, see, when you typically swim. <laughs> That's a five. A five. Uh, the water stings your eyes a bit. It's difficult to see. Uh, you think you see the shadow of a quickly moving snow bice under the water. I'm going to swim towards it. Okay, you you swim 15 feet towards the snow bice. Guess so. Can I throw my spear in it? Actually, wait, hold on. You used your move action to jump. That's right. So now this move is all you can do, because all you have left is either another movement action or an attack action. So by jumping in, like tying the rope to yourself, diving in and swimming, that's your second move. So that is your entire action. That's all you can do. That's right. Okay, so I'm 15 feet towards it. Yes, correct. So let's see. Now uh, we have Sleek, and after Sleek is Bart. Uh, just FYI, Bart. Sleek is going to cast something. 
Let's see, he begins channeling arcane energies. And Osman must make a saving throw. He rolled a seven, I'm pretty sure that's a fail. I'm double checking. That is indeed a fail. So Osman takes some damage. Osman takes one point of damage. Aww. Way to go, sleep. <laughs> Thrilling battle. He gets a paper cut. <laughs> Not great rolls. Bart, uh, what do you want to do? How far am I from Osman right now? You got blown away by the strong gust of wind. Uh, so you're a little further away. You're going to be uh, about 35, 40 feet away, something like that. Excellent. I would like to cast Dissonant Whispers at Osman. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty good. He must make a wisdom saving throw. So he's going to make that right now. Oh, he rolled a one. He definitely definitely fails that. Oh, yay. Okay, so he does three uh, D6. Of we love a successful Psychic spell. damage. It's 12. 12 points of damage. And then what does he do? He has to run away or something? Uh, let me see. He must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from you. So uh, he does have reaction. So like I said, he was just getting out of the water. So he's going to make a beeline away from you. Uh, you were blown up to the north by the wind, so he's going to make a beeline to the southern edge of the uh, arena. Okay. So Osmond's now in the south area. Yeah. So he's like on the opposite end of the arena now. How did I say that weird? He's on the opposite end of the arena now from you. Opposite send. That's, I thought that's what I said. So he's about uh, 65, 70 feet more or less away from you now. And where is the water in, in conjunction to where this is all happening? It's largely in the middle. So the arena is kind of circular. And the water is, like, in the middle where the tree was. Okay, so he's south of that, and I'm north of that. Yeah, correct. Got me. And it's, like, the only the only solid land left is kind of... It's, it looks kind of like a, a very thin donut. There's, like, bits of land around the outer edge of the ring, and, like, the middle part is largely water. And tell us again, so the tree submerged into water? Yeah, like, all of the snow kind of melted and became water. So now it's it's largely underwater. You could already see a few little branches poking out from the snow, and you can still see that sticking up above the water. But now, instead of being buried in snow, it's underwater. So is it like this picture I just posted um, in Discord where the pink is the land and the, the hole in the middle is the water? Mm-hmm. She just posted a picture of a donut from Simpsons. <laughs> she posted a picture <laughs> of a donut. Yes, except the, the, the pink donut part is much thinner and the water part is much larger. But yes, that is the gist of it. Gotcha. Man, I want a donut now. I literally just went Simpsons donut. So it's more of an onion ring. <laughs> an yeah. onion ring. Yeah, more, more of an onion ring. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Here to help. I <laughs> get your map. <laughs> Mike, Mike is accusing you of stealing his map. Uh, is there anything else you want to do, Bart? Um, I feel like I should maybe get closer to the water to help Gum Gum out, but I also don't want to be too close in case that snow bice gets out and then I'm... Roll a perception check for me, Bart. That is a 16. Mm. I would say you can, see, you can still see the shadow of Gum Gum in the water, and he is kind of far from you. So you, if you wanted to like try to help him, you'd have to jump in the water as well. Okay, uh, I'll just stay where I am. Okay, it's Knives' turn after Knives is mud. Uh, Knives is going to try to make a strength check to see if he can get free. <laughs> well, he rolled a one. That's not great. Good lord! Oh God, my rolls are terrible today. The snow by stits still beat him though. Uh, so yeah, the snow by still has him under control and his the snow by is not acting. So Knives just struggles this round and uh, tries to move around. Mud, you're up. Then after Mud is Kyborg. 
Uh, how far am I from where Gum Gum jumped in the water? Uh, you were able to hold your ground. You and Gum Gum both held your ground. So you were close to each other, but he jumped away using the ring of jump. Uh, I believe he jumped away about 20 to 30 feet and then dove into the water. Uh, so I'd say you're about 20 to 30 feet from the po- his point of entry into the water. Okay. And then from point of entry into the water, how far away is the snow bice now at this point? Make a perception check. That's a nat 20 plus 7, so 27. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can see very clearly, you can see both the shadow of Gum Gum and the shadow of the snow bice. And the snow bice is pretty uh, central. Like, he made some moves. He's pretty central in the water, crossing over what would be the tree at this point. That's why I'm trying to figure out what spell I can pull off. So I was wondering if there's like a, a distance check on if I were to get to where Gum Gum went into the water and I don't get in the water, how far away is the snow bice for me at that point? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, one thing I failed to mention earlier is um, I, I mentioned it on the previous episode that there were stalagmites uh, sticking up from the ground on the floor of the arena. Uh, so there's like those little points are also still sticking out in the water. There's not very many of them, but those are also uh, sticking out at a few points around. Be sharp. Are you saying that because those are things that we could we could either hit or that we can use for traversal? You could like swim to them and pull yourself up. Yeah. Tra- okay, traversal. I'm only mentioning it now because in looking at the map, I saw them and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention them. It's not that it's crucial right now in this moment or anything. Okay. Okay, anyway, your question was, if you move to where Gum Gum jumped into the water, how far is the snow bice from there? Yeah. I'd say about 25 feet or so. Okay, that's doable. Okay, if I uh, move to where Gum Gum went in the water and his rope is sitting there, right? No, the rope is still in his Oh, he took the rope with him. He didn't leave the rope with him. Okay. Right. Um, That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I go to the water. The rope would be on the shore, right? Isn't it the thing? It's like the trope where it's unraveling slowly before giving someone time to jump on That's what I thought Chris was trying to describe. Yeah. Oh, the The way I described it when I was repeating to confirm was that you pulled one end out from your bag, tied it around you, and jumped in with the rest of the rope still in your bag. That's what I said. Oops. How, how long is the rope? Because we can math this. If he's only gone 15 feet. I, I was thinking it was still on the ground. Okay. It's still on the ground then. Okay. But I didn't tie it to anything, so it would have been useless. Yeah, he didn't tie it to anything. He just left a loose rope on the ground. Okay. Right, but if the rope is like 20, 30 feet. Right. It's unraveling. We still have time. Yeah, the rope's, rope in D&D normally is pretty long. It, it, it would definitely still be there unraveling if you left it on the ground. Okay. Long rope of triumph. I mean, physics. Would, <laughs> based on Gum Gum's weight. No, no, no. <laughs> would I be able to tie the rope to something and still have an action for a spell. Mm, no, because it's a move, and then picking up the rope and tying it would be an, also an action. Uh, the only spell you'd be able to cast would be like if it was a bonus action. If you didn't have to move and you were standing there, you could tie it, but you have to move and then tie, That's that takes up your whole turn. Would grabbing the rope myself count as my action? I don't think so, right? I'll give you that as a bonus action. Um, okay, then I'd like to go to where Gum Gum fell in the water. I'm gonna grab the rope. I'm a big guy. I can pull this, this little half-orc boy. Uh, back up if I need to. And I'm going to cast... Could I cast Shape Water Ooh. where the snow bist is? And because I can change the flow of the water, would that be able to hinder its ability to move much further if literally the current in a five-foot cube around it is pushing against it the other direction towards Gum Gum? Let me verify the snow bist is not large. It's a, it's, it's a large creature. So you could slow it down or potentially have the current push it up. 
I don't know if you could like make it flow backwards though, because it's so big. Okay, wait. So I can make the snow bice flow up. Right. You can make it. You could like an updraft. Yeah. You could push it up, or you could slow it down. But I don't think you could turn it around like 180. Like you couldn't force it to go backwards. No, that's what I mean. Like I was wondering if like maybe I could almost make it do a full stop, so make it easier for Gungum to swim to it. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be a full stop, but it would be a significant slowdown. Okay, then I would like to waterbend this mofo and uh, help Gum Gum in his little swimmies. Language. <laughs> little swimmies. <laughs> um, Mud conjures up his waterbending abilities, and the snow bison seems to slow down. Uh, I guess the only people who would notice would probably be Bart and Gum Gum, because they were both looking at the snow bison in the water. Okay. Uh, is that it for you? That's it for me, and I'm, I'm bracing with all of my <laughs> fear bog weight to pull that boy. All right, um, Kyborg, you're up. Then we have a couple of NPCs and then Gum Gum, you'll be after them. Okay. Did I survive the wind blast? I thought I did, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe you and Mud stood your ground. Okay, and then I had recently shot an arrow at Osmond. Where is he and what's he looking like? He, after the vicious mockery, you know, he emerged from the water, got vicious mockery, and then ran straight to the south and is still, you know, under the effects of that vicious mockery. So he's, um, you know, he's taking some damage. He's beaten up a little bit and he's on the southern edge of the ring. So like within shooting distance? Oh yeah, their shooting distance is really far, isn't it? Shooting distance? Yeah, it's 150 to 300. Yeah, you could, you could hit anything in this arena with, uh, with your bow. Bet your butt I could. I'm just confused what I should do with I feel like we've already got enough people in the water thing. Yeah, I think I think focusing on getting that Osmond taken care of is not a bad thing. Yeah, it's just gum gum underwater. I got him. I got him. Alright. Well, you know the thing about a gum gum? It's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine gum gum swimming like a shark. Gum gum doggy paddles. Alright, I'll take a shot at Real fast, uh Micah sent me a quick correction. It was gum gum and Kyborg who successfully made the saving throw against the wind, not mud. So mud, you would have been blown away. So you would have approached where Gum Gum jumped into the water from the north, from where Bart was, instead of coming from the south. Would that impair my ability to reach that point anymore? No, no, no. Okay. Just for clarity, you came from the other direction. Thank you for clarity. Thank you, Micah. Uh, okay, sorry to interrupt, uh, Blaine. You're good. Oh, and in Vinking, uh, uh, shoot. Knive or, or No, ward? not knife. V. V head. Head ward is fighting with... Spectral. 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 Okay. I don't feel like I need to intervene. Based on your rolls, I feel like they're probably not doing much damage. It seems like they're in a slappy fight. <laughs> well, they're also... I mean, that's what's causing a lot of the, the magic. Remember, there were lightning strikes that almost hit you guys. Uh, mm. There was the wind that blew you around. The the snow melted because of, like, the, the fallout. It's actually a huge battle going on. Weird. If we were in Warcraft right now, I would scream, please don't pull aggro. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, then I'll just take a shot at Osmond because I don't know what he's doing. He's just running away, I guess. Ooh, 16. That does hit. <laughs> Damage is 13. 13? That's so much damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is, Gus. Yeah. Oops, all damage. Uh, I rolled a D8. I rolled an 8 on a D8, so. Yeah, wow. Uh, I mean, you uh, let an arrow fly, and it, uh, it hits him. He's running away from you, so it probably hits him, like, in the lower back, and he seems to, like, double over. He's in, it looks like he's in incredible pain. <clears throat> he's not looking very good, barely clinging to life down there. Oh, we already debated if that's an attack of opportunity opportunity. Why did I say it like that? What? I, sorry, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. He's running away, so I thought I would get an attack of opportunity, no. but I think that we already no. discussed that in it. Is no. not in the cards. Opportunity, opportunity? He would have to leave the space that you are threatening with a melee attack. So he'd have to be like within five feet of you, 
that's when you get like a melee attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, is prestidigitation, is that a bonus? Prestidigitation. Casting time is one action, so no. Okay. Uh, there's nothing else I can do. I was going to see if I could help Good shot. Gum in some way, but take my shot. Chip, chip away at that Aussie. Uh, after the uh, landing that sweet shot, I do like a, a spin, a slight moonwalk, and then a hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> Always with style. Uh, make a performance check. Roll for slipping on the ice. No, performance <laughs> check. Oh, God. You go prone. You die. Yeah, you fall on one of the stalactites. Negative two. Ooh, that's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got a two minus two on performance. Uh, you try to give it your best uh, Michael Jackson impression, but uh, it falls very flat. <laughs> he chokes on his spit while he tries to go. <laughs> <laughs> you choke, your voice cracks, the ice cracks under your feet. So cool. Fortunately, no one was looking. Everyone was very busy. <laughs> he, he farts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Micah says your shoelaces get tied together. <laughs> Magically. By themselves. Okay. It's Osmond's turn. But around the same time that it's his turn, uh, you see Ward hurl a massive anchor to Spectral's back. You see lightning strike all around the arena. Not really close to you guys like last time, but still all over the place, all around the arena. Very dangerous. Okay, Osmond doesn't have to run away anymore. Mm. Osmond, what will you do? Run away and never return, like Scar said oh, yeah. to Simba. It's, like it's either a Simpsons reference or it's a... Run away, Simba, or Disney. <laughs> yeah, okay, he is... He's not happy that Kyborg did so much damage to him. I wouldn't be either. And Bart. <laughs> Psychic damage. Well, he, he can physically see where the arrow came from. Sure. He knows that. So he readies his pickaxe, the one that's shaped like an anchor, and he throws it at you, Kyborg. How far is this dude? Uh, it's about 50 feet away or so. Okay. That is a 17 plus 7. That's a 24, which I assume is a hit. Yeah, this is a big hit. The Kyber's about to get hit by a giant pickaxe. <laughs> I'm just like, wee! <laughs> it's going to be like a Roadrunner cartoon where there's a giant shadow that's just getting larger. <laughs> so you take six points of piercing damage from it. Not bad. And now you need to make a strength saving throw. Ah, my specialty. Here we go. 20. Oh, it's a 14 plus a six. It's a 20. The the pick, you know, hits you and tries, you know, you feel it pulling at you like he's trying to pull you closer to him. But, you know, you plant your feet after your smooth Michael Jackson moves and uh, hold your own and the pick, you know, pulls free and uh, retracts back to Osmond. Oh, uh, he pulls it. He pulls it back. He was trying to Mjolnir you. He was, or is it a, is it hooked up by a chain or magic? Yeah, you see now he's got like a rope on it. Oh, he's scorpioning me. Scorpioning me. He tried to. He said, "Get over here." Get over here. All right. Mm, now what's he gonna do? He he's gonna try to move a little bit to the east to get back up to the ridge, try to get the higher ground and uh, survey the situation. Don't do it, Anakin. <laughs> Snowbiced. He is also going to continue swimming to the east. He's slowed down. So normally he'd be able to move 20 feet in this water. But you said you were slowing him down, right, uh, John, with your shape water? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So normally he'd move 20 feet, but we'll say instead he moves half of that. So he's only able to move 10 feet this round uh, and continues moving to the east. Your spell actually probably did a lot of help because if you hadn't slowed him down with 20 feet, he'd probably have been able to get to the edge back up to the land at this point. 
So you kept him in the water uh, this turn. So he's he's underwater, right? Yes. Yeah. Gum Gum, you're up, then Sleek, then Bart. Okay. Then you're underwater as well. Can I swim towards the guy? Snowbice. The creature and- Snowbice. And little Nye, science guy. Knife. Knife. Uh, yeah, you have, what do we say, 15 feet of swim? Yeah, how far away are they? Yeah, I'm trying to think how far you'd get. So he only moved 10 this time. He was a, yeah, you would get, you would, I would say on this turn, you would catch up to them. Can I catch up to them and try and grab the kid? Uh, yeah, make like a, like an opposed strength check with the snow bice to see if you can pull Knive out. If you use his name, you won't, you won't forget it as often. Knive! I'm going to let you go first. Okay, wait, 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 wait. That's 13, but I'm raging, so I have an advantage. A strength check? Yeah. That's a 16 plus. I'm going to also use my uh, uh, bonus thing that uh, Bart gave me, like, last, like, forever ago. Slap my butt. How forever ago was it? It was It was in the fight of the, uh, with the, the lord of the guy that was trying. Are you able to use it that far away from when I gave it to you? Yeah, that's why That's why I'm asking. Well, timeline-wise, it was within an hour, right? Which, which uh, buff was it? Was it Bardic Inspiration? Bardic Inspiration. It only lasts for 10 minutes. Oh. So, no, it, it would have been, it would have been lo- longer than that. Dang. Well, then 16. It is. Okay, 16. Still pretty good roll. I'm going to roll for the Snowbeist. The Snowbeist has a plus four on this roll. You can do it. Come, come. <laughs> God, a two plus four, six. Yes! Woo! Yeah, uh, I'll say you get in there and uh, start wrestling with the Snowbeist. Uh, you probably caught him by surprise. You probably didn't realize you had jumped in and were swimming after him, so... Uh, he didn't really have as solid of a grip on Knive as he could have had. Uh, so yeah, you, you sneak up in there and pull Knife away out of his arm. He didn't hear Gum Gum just constantly saying, da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. <laughs> uh, so and then, uh, do I have any ability to swim back, or is that pretty much my movement? No, that was your entire movement, because your move is 15, you used all of that to catch up to them, then your action was the, the strength check to try to pull Knife away. So you're still there next to the snow bice. So I'm just, hu- I'm just now I'm just hugging the kid. <laughs> you got him. You got him out of yeah. the snow bice grip, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, sleek. Mm. Sleek, my friend. What can you do? Sleek has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> It's like being friends with the DM is like being friends with the cafeteria lady at school. That's not a oh. <laughs> 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 That's great. That's a burn. Your, your uh, anti-sleek uh, agenda is affecting the rest of the party, Blaine. It really is. Uh, good. I'm sorry. How much damage did Sleek do his last turn? One. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. Tried a lot harder when he was trying to destroy a city. How <laughs> many does... times do I have to say it? I do not have my loot. <laughs> Maybe you guys should be looking for his loot. That way uh, he can do more damage. Wait, would he even be around? Like, I thought we left that way back. We're in like, we're in like some foreign land. What's her face has it? The, the, the... Paralyte took it. Yeah. And Paralyte's not here. Correct. So just whatever that boy's going to do, do it. Whatever his turn is. Go ahead, Sleek. Waste your time. <laughs> We're waiting. He's going to go ahead and... Oh, what's he going to do? He's going to cast a spell. Oh, watch out, guys. Hold your breath. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> he casts a spell, and you see uh, one of the polar bears that was up on the ridge turn around and start running towards... Uh, <gasps> Osman. Do we want to know what spell he cast? Nah. Uh, you can make an arcana check. But Mud checks to see if Sleek cast fear. 13. 
13. Um, you think that he cast some kind of enchantment on that polar bear. To ally with Osmond. Uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> to help him. Yeah. Uh, where are we? That's uh, Sleek. Uh, Bart. After Bart is knived in mud. Just FYI. Okay. I, I am a little concerned about Spectral right now, since he's like off fighting Ward by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I am I within ninety feet of him? I'm on the north side of the donut. <laughs> yeah, you're within ninety feet. Excellent. Um, I don't know if this will work, but could I try to cast Sleep on Ward? Oh, that's an interesting one. Sleep. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can cast it. You just need to see how many hit points of creatures you can affect. So you pick a, a point, and then within 20 feet of there, you know, you would roll hit points or hit die 5d8 uh, and determine how many hit points you affect. You can try it. I will say in the past, because you have to roll 5d8 with higher level creatures, you normally don't roll high enough to affect them. Like even if you rolled all eights, you could affect him if he had 40 hit points. Okay. So it's probably not going to work. Yeah, just from a math perspective, it's like, it's tricky. And on, you know, you would know from here uh, that he probably has more than that. Like he's probably too strong and would uh, resist the sleep. For reference, Mud is 36 hit points and I'm not a boss. Um, how far am I from them right now then? Spectral and Ward? Yeah. Say about 50 to 60 feet, somewhere in that range? Let's say it's 50. Okay, let's say it's 50. <laughs> so could I move? Um, my maximum walking speed towards them, so that'd be 25 feet. Yes. Um, and then, could I try to cast Suggestion on Ward? Suggestion. So range is 30 feet, so that's why you want to get closer. Yeah. Uh, well, then he must make a wisdom saving throw, uh, but you could try to persuade him to do something, as long as it sounds reasonable to them. And as long as it doesn't, it's not like asking them to hurt themselves, essentially. Right. The It says that you must be warded in a way to make the course of action sound reasonable. So uh, not like stab itself or yeah. light itself on fire or do something obviously harmful. My suggestion would be stop fighting Spectral uh, <laughs> and leave him be. Stop fighting Spectral, leave him be. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, looks like it's DC 13. Mm-hmm. Bart often doesn't choose violence. 10. What is his wisdom? Less than three, less than three. It is plus one, so 11. Yay! Yay! Are you suggesting for him to do something other? No, just to stop fighting Spectral. So Spectral's just going to keep beating on him while he does nothing. (laughs) 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 I just imagine an infinite we want to keep safe. (laughs) Sure, sure, yeah, of the two, there's one that we need to take home with us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't like this. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, you see Ward seems like he, you know, almost like powers down a little bit. You know, he takes a, a step back and seems to be not as uh, aggressive in his posturing. Good, good. Uh, Bart does that, like, thing that Chris Pratt does in uh, Jurassic Park with the velociraptors. Blue? You put your hands out, yeah. Uh, okay, so that duration is concentration up to eight hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'll just, I'm still concentrating right now. Okay, where are we? So that was Bart Knive. Uh, Knife is now in Gum Gum's arms, uh, so he is not going to resist. He'll delay any action until something else happens. Uh, Mud, you're up, and then after Mud is Kaibo. Uh, Well, I've caught 
I've caught a gum gum and a knife, so can I uh, reel them in? Here we go. Can I reel them in, get them away from the snow bice? Yeah, you'd have to make like a strength check to pull them in, because they're they're pretty heavy and they're you know they have a lot of drag on them. So you you could do that. Then I cast guidance on myself and do a strength check. You gonna cast Bud Light while you're out there fishing? Nat twenty plus two plus three, twenty five. 25. You really put your back into it. Uh, You feel uh, otherworldly strength coursing through your veins. And uh, you start pulling on the rope. And yeah, you are able, I will say you're able to to pull both Gum Gum and Knives back up onto the shore by you. Oh, it's a big one. Oh, I've got a big one. It's coming in. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I want to see you take the picture of you holding up (laughs) Gum Gum upside down. It's a five foot. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, in my mind, gum gum and mud are like similar size and weight, even though I know that's not true. But like, yeah. that's just how I picture you guys. So it's just like, he's <laughs> big. Yeah. I, that's my turn. I mean, gum gum's close. Gum gum's pretty big. He's big. Oh, he's... No one's as big as mud. Okay, I, you pull him out, and uh, uh, as you pull him out into the water, uh, knife says, <sighs> "Thank you both. That was a close one." It looks like we're not far from the sacred tree. If someone can distract the snow beast, Mud and I can get to the tree. Always, always good at, at distractions. That's my little gum gum. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's your whole turn, I take it, Mud? Yeah, I figured that's all I can do, right? Uh, other than bonus actions. Yeah, unless you had like a bonus action or something. I would love to turn into a swimmy thing, but I don't have swimming ability yet, I don't think. Mm. Do I? Even if you turn into a creature that can swim? Oh, I can swim now, right? I I think that spell got upgraded when we leveled up last time, or like last time I was able to upgrade that spell, and I think I might be at swimmy's level. Can I check that real quick? Because I might want to turn into something that's got some good swim speed. You can, but with the caveat that you have to wear floaties, so... <laughs> this is for wild shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as of as of level four, uh, you just can't fly. Oh. Well then. Nice. Mud turns into a. Well, wild shape is an action. Nope. Nope. Oh, you have combat wild shape. I got combat wild shape. You can use wild shape as a bonus action. So yeah. I feel like you should get an inspiration die taken away if you tell the DM nope. <laughs> I like the way Barbara thinks. If he's wrong, <laughs> no, I know. Um, mm, teacher, that is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At level at level two, uh, your limitations are no flying or swimming speed. But then when you hit level four, it's only no flying speed. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn into a sea otter. <laughs> Ooh. Sea otter versus snow beast. <laughs> Fight. Uh, cool. There's a there's now an otter on the shore next to Gum Gum and Nine. There otter be. Hey. That wasn't good. I'll I'll see myself. <laughs> Kyborg. Uh how how's uh, Osman looking? Uh not great. Not great at all. Okay. So this entire time Fred the the little fox has been perching up like out from under my sh- my shirt, you know, cuz that's where I've been keeping him, the, my little fox, and I give him a kiss on the head because this one's for him. Osman's responsible for him being in the fighting pits. And then I take a shot. Longbow of triumph. Yikes. That's a 10. <laughs> you rolled. Why do you hate your ten. why do you hate your fox so much? Inspiration die. The fox is telling you to save him. No, right, no, inspir- no. Inspiration die. Inspiration die. He's whimpering. Hey, shot. 18. 18. That actually hits, unlike a 10. <laughs> Alright. And rolling for damage. Mm. It's a one plus five, six. 
Okay, yeah, the arrow, this one flies, flies true, hits Osman uh, in the neck. <laughs> he falls to his knees and he looks at you, raises a fist and says, the hunter becomes the hunted. And he collapses dead. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I can't hear you. You're really far away? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like that like scene from Shazam where Mark Strong is monologuing Giving the monologue. super far away yeah, from Yeah, I can't. You're like 80 feet away from me, dude. Perfect. Perfect scene. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the show? Perhaps a query for the cast or a character? Maybe you're curious what's going on behind the Dungeon Master screen? Go ahead and post it on Twitter using hashtag StinkyDragonPod. It might end up in the show. Uh, speaking of social media, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at StinkyDragonPod. Maybe share a post that we put there uh, with other people that you know you know or you're friends with. It's a really good way to help the podcast grow. We would really appreciate it. And if you engage on social media, you might end up as a, a character, as an NPC in the show. Uh, speaking of characters, we do, uh, you know, cast uh, other people here at Rooster Teeth as some of the, the voices. So we're going to give a shout out to Spectral, who's being played by Christian Young, uh, at X Chin Young uh, from Rooster Teeth Broadcast. Uh, I guess at X Chin Cross Chin Young, Christian Young. It's kind of a play on Christian, I play on his name there. Captain Marge uh, is the host of the podcast, No Dumb Answers. Zoe, uh, at Zoe Terhune. She's uh, also uh, a longtime uh, staff person here at Rooster Teeth. So a big thank you to Christian and Zoe for being voices. That was uh, Kyborg. It's Osmond's turn. He just continues to be dead. <laughs> it's super effective. <laughs> Nat 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snowbeist. He's going to he's going to swim after uh Gum Gum and Knife tracks and uh, comes out, pulls himself up onto the shore. He's going to look at his his foes in front of him, but he's most mad at Gum Gum for taking Knife from him. He like focuses his gaze on you Gum Gum. Uh, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh yeah. 22. Oh. Gum gum glares back. <laughs> Blue steel. Except he doesn't know what glaring actually is, so he's just blinking really hard. <laughs> he, uh, you know, you stare back at him, which he takes as an insult. So he roars in your face, uh, then takes a swipe at you with his left claw, hitting on a twenty-three, which I assume is a hit. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> so what of it? <laughs> uh, it does five points of slashing damage, where you take half of that because you're raging, so you take two. <laughs> Uh, but you also take a little bit of cold damage from that, which is not halved. You take five points of cold damage. I have a question. Okay. That move I just did count as an attack. What move? Me fight grabbing the, the little kid. No, it's not an attack. It's just a, an action. Well, then I think my rage would have ended. Do you have to attack? Rage ends early if you're knocked unconscious or if your turn ends, you haven't attacked since your last turn. Oh, yeah. Your rage would have ended. I don't think I've ever encountered that with a barbarian before. Uh, rage ending? Yeah, rage ends because they failed to attack. Oh, interesting. That's why I wanted to attack at the end there. Oh, uh, I see. Did you just out yourself? Look at him. He's, he's, you know, yeah, that's fair. That's uh, that's honest. So I appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> instead, uh, on the first attack, instead of taking two, then you take five points on that one. Okay. Just in spite of you, I put my shield back on. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, snow bites. 
It makes a, a second claw attack with its right claw. Not to be confused with a white claw. <laughs> Uh, but he totally misses uh, and stumbles a little bit. He's just so furious. Uh, he can't control himself. He's a little off balance now. Gum uh, Gum, it's your turn. All right. Uh, then after Gum Gum, a uh, couple of NPCs and then Bart. So the, they're about to uh, swim away, right? The, him and the kid? They haven't said that, but Mud turned into a sea otter. Uh, and you did hear Knive talk about going to the tree. So you, I, it's a pretty safe assumption that yes, but they, they are still there with you. All right. Well, then... I'm gonna rage again, I guess. Rage against the machine. I'm a wee wage. And uh, roll my thingy. I didn't even use my last thing that made the th- weapon come back to me. Oh, right. A one, which is, uh, let's see here. Shadowy tendrils lash around you. Each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet, you must succeed. Constitution, saving throw, or take D12 necrotic. Oh, that's a good one. I also gain D12 temporary hit points, yeah. That was, that was great. Okay, so the only enemy within 30 feet of you is the snow beast. Yeah, um, and I want him shadowy tendrils lashing. Tendrils? Tendrils. Tendrils. He has a plus three on this roll. Ten. So that's a fail. Yes. Yay. Woo. So you want to go ahead and uh, roll that necrotic damage for it? Eight points. Eight points, yes. Like it says shadowy tendrils creep up from the ground uh, and start enveloping uh, the snow beast. Uh, and then I want to, I, I'm still raging, right? For my move, can I, oh, there's nothing to tie the rope to. <laughs> uh, can I try and grapple the thing so it can't swim away towards the others? You could. Uh, Micah also suggests you could tie it to a tendril. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. That's a good suggestion. Thank you, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie the. Well, I have to tie the rope to the the creature first, right? Yes. Can I roar back at it and try and uh, tie the rope to the the, the snow beast? Yeah, uh, like I said, he was like I said after his last attack, he was off balance. So I'll give you uh, a bonus to try to do it. Go ahead and make a. Slight of hand check with advantage to try to get it around him. Okay. That's a three and a ten. <laughs> sure, we'll say you're able to to loop it around him with a ten. Okay. Uh, and you're able to to start the, that process. All right. Uh, you're now you're tied to me, jerk. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> is your friendship your is a modified friendship bracelet? No, because we're not friends. We're not friends. Uh, uh, friendship, okay, okay. Friendship necklace, this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friendship bracelets, enemy necklace. Enemy necklace. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Gum Gum almost did a Rorschach. He could have been like, you're not trapped down here with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trapped down here with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gum Gum's not quite that clever. Uh, no. So I tied t- t- around him. Get, get the kid out of here. <laughs> Is that it for you, Gum Gum? I think that's all. Because that counts. That, that's by attack, right? No, that's just an action. Because his rage was his tendrils, and that's not an action. Correct. And then... He did the tying thing. Tying, that's just an action. That's not an attack action. Oh. You, you could like, you could substitute the tying as like a move action. So like, could he like actually just attack the snow bite? Yeah, he could. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's an interaction with an object. Cool. Do it! And then I'm going to attack it with my great axe at uh, recklessly. I'm just going crazy. He's pushing all the buttons. <laughs> Which is 19. Oh! Wait, no, 21. Whoa! Oh, nice, even better. That, believe it or not, that hits. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. <laughs> this unarmored animal, really? 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage? Wait, and that's 19 with rage. Good lord. He rolled a uh, d12 and rolled a 12. 
Wow. 12 plus 5, 17, plus 2 from Rage, 19. Yeah, um, I mean, you, your uh, great axe lands a mighty blow on the snow bice who uh, roars in pain uh, from the blow. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he, he's pretty beat up. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. Is he still underwater? No, they're on the shore. Okay, okay, okay. Gum Gum and the Snowbyster are on the shore. Got it. Sleek. Man, there's uh, not much to do at this point. Oh, prepare. Sleek's coming. Here we go, guys. Let's get ready. What's he going to do? Well, we've basically got two objectives right now. Either get the stuff to the tree or deal with Osmond and Spectral. No, Ward, Ward and Spectral. Yeah, and uh, Bart kind of has Ward under control at this point. Yeah. Well, maybe he should talk to his friend. Hey, what? Spectral and, and, and Sleek. They're supposed to be buddies. They're friends. They know each other. They're infinite. Oh, I thought you meant me. And I was like, I'm I am distracting Ward right now. Yeah, I'm you got that. <laughs> yeah. So then the one useful thing Sleek could do right now is to go and just like calm uh, Spectral down and like, you know, grab a cigarette with him or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Sleek will. No smoking kids. Uh, <laughs> Sleek will. Uh, start making his way over to the eastern edge of the uh, uh, of the arena to try to get over to the grandstands to get closer to uh, Spectral. Good. Then after him, uh, that polar bear that uh, was running towards Osman before uh, changes course and starts making a beeline for the snow beast. Jumps in the water. Polar bears are adept swimmers. Quickly gets through the water and uh, pops up next to Gum Gum uh, and the snow beast. Uh, does he have enough to attack? He does not have enough. It was too far. He had to double move to get over there. <laughs> he just jumps in. <laughs> Hello. That was, uh, Bart. Uh, then after Bart is Knife, then Mud. So right now, my concentration is on Ward. Correct. Keeping him from fighting Spectral. Yeah, you're keeping your suggestion going. Yes. Use that Bardic charm and get Spectral to chill his beans. I don't know if I could do that to two people. I don't think I could do that to two deaf separate Oh, no, people. I meant like literally your, your actual just charm, your natural bardic, you know. You're a charming guy. I am very charming. So charming, in fact, that while I'm charming one fella, let me try to talk down the other. Maybe. Um, do we want him to come help us? Like, what are we, I guess, what are we trying to get Spectral to do at this point? I mean, we definitely need him to stop trying to commit uh, walrus genocide. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also to, yeah, come back with us because we need to retrieve him. So there's a few things to... We talked to talk to God. Yeah. Am I am I close enough, I guess, for Spectral to hear me? You had closed to within 30 feet. Yeah. So, I mean, you can try. Yeah, you know, it's... It, it's and plus, there's a lot of weather effects and things going on. A lot of magic in the air. Uh, so it's loud, but, you know, if you shouted, you could try. Spectral! <laughs> <laughs> Spectral! Do I see him respond? Yeah, uh, he'll he'll uh, turn and look in the direction of you. Uh, Bart starts waving his little hands in the air, and he goes, "You don't need to do this. He's standing down. Come help us. Come, uh, come with us. It's not worth it, buddy." Kind of like one of those uh, negotiation specialists that you see, <laughs> like a, like a hostage negotiator or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> help me help you. Help me help you. Get away from the ledge. <laughs> Step away from the walrus. It's not worth it. Yeah, he's definitely looking at you. You're not sure if he's like, you, you, you think he can hear you, but you're not sure if he's listening, but he's definitely looking. Make a persuasion check. You got it. It's a 16. 
16, that's, that's not bad. He seemed like he was so angry, like out of his mind, not the same Leonard that you saw before, but he does seem to be like focusing on you and listening to what you're saying now. Remember, you're Leonard Link. Remember who you are. <laughs> remember, remember. Remember, remember the something of November. Yeah. It's like it's like Mufasa in the clouds. Remember, remember who you are. Good, good. Yeah. Um, does that do anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he turns and he seems like he's listening to you. He takes like a step or two in your direction. He definitely seems like, you know, his aggressive posture seems to be lessened. Okay. Art just starts nodding and kind of like motioning towards himself. Yeah, like his, his knives in his hands seems to like, you know, he's not holding them up in a offensive posture anymore. They seem to be like down and maybe like being held loosely in his hands. Okay. Bart, the persuader. Gotta have, uh, you know, a peacemaker on the team somehow. (laughs) One of us has to have people skills. (laughs) It's either Bart talks to them or Kyborg arrows them. (laughs) They're two different methods. Yeah. It's Knives' turn. Knive, uh, you know, I guess he he would look at the otter very excitedly, but then, uh, you know, he would say, Come on, we have to hurry. And then uh, he dives into the water. Yay. Swim good. Water adventure. Oh, he's a walrus. Yeah, he can. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, Micah, make an underwater theme similar to like Sonic or Mario, where it's like what we've been listening to. No, no. The water. Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, sure. We can do Donkey Kong. Fine. God, it's got a great set water underwater. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong's fine. Uh, he said it sounds like blub, blub, blub. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, Mud, you're up, and then after Mud is Kyborg. Mm-hmm. I jump in the water, and I am how far from the tree? Well, you're an otter, so you, you have, like, swim speed. What's your swim speed? I know. It's 40. 40? <laughs> yeah, so you could get there. Uh, you know, Valorossians are walrus people, so they also swim pretty easily. So you're both able to get to the tree. Well, I guess what you're able to get there, and Knife is already there when you get to the tree. Cool. Mud clenches all of his little otter muscles and tries to focus the amulet at the tree, like by gra- like holding onto the tree and holding onto the amulet or like trying to push the amulet and the tree together, just doing whatever he can. <laughs> Make him kiss. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand exactly how this magic works, but I'm doing my best, Andy. Come on, give me something. Uh, make an arcana check. That's only a five. I have an inspiration dice. Should I an inspira- use an inspiration dice on an arcana check? Is that important? You got the little boy there. He, he probably knows what to do. <laughs> this is a very sweet moment because it was his locket and it was your amulet. And yeah. you guys just happened to be there at the finish line doing the thing together. This isn't the thumbnail. I don't know what will be. <laughs> There's not an otter in the thumbnail. Is the arcana check? I'm trying to figure out how to use this magic. Yeah, I mean, you're trying, like you said, you're trying to make the, you're trying to make the magic work. All right. I'll, I'll use my inspiration dice. It's eight. So eight. <laughs> three more. I have negative one on Arcana. That's exactly what you needed, though. Knive also pulls out his, well, he pulls out his locket. <laughs> he rolled a three. He rolled a three. <laughs> My rolls have been terrible today. It's just a little boy and his dumb otter not knowing how to use magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Knife pulls out his locket uh, and he begins casting with it. Uh, and he looks at you and kind of points at your uh, amulet and points at the tree. I'm not. I go, I'm trying. I, I'm seriously trying. This thing, I didn't even find this thing. This thing came to me, and I've only successfully <laughs> used it, like, twice. Uh, I still don't understand it. You try to talk, but it's just like bubbles are coming out of your mouth, like gurgling <laughs> sound. Oh, are we underwater? Yeah. Well, as, a, as an otter, I should be able to talk underwater. I think that should be a, an ability that 
yeah. it's like in cartoons when the bubbles reach the surface they pop and then you can hear the words <laughs> out on the surface yeah uh in that case you're, you're right uh i guess an otter would be able to communicate underwater so then instead of like just pointing at his locket and pointing at you uh you would hear knife say i'm gonna cast sunbeam you need to cast moonbeam okay i cast moonbeam there you go. <laughs> I forgot you did send me that move a while back. I have no yeah. idea where that is. She pulls out a tiny otter-sized book and is just yeah. scrolling through. Uh, no, Mud remembers Remember. the feeling that he had in that room where he first cast it correctly on that like spectral creature, and he tries to uh, accomplish that same feeling again. Okay. You hear uh, Knife chant the arcane words. Solaris Lux. What arcane words do you use, say, Mud? Uh, Moon River. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's working. It's a lovely spell to cast. You hear a really loud kaboom and a deafening explosion discharges from the center of the arena, throwing everyone to the ground. A blend of orange and blue radiance shoots straight into the sky, and brilliant beams cascade from overhead like waterfalls of light. The once thundering clouds fade to reveal the night sky brimming with twinkling stars and silver moonlight. The powdery snow on the ground melts away into a glade of green grass and blossoms. In the center of it all stands a towering evergreen tree emitting a soft glow and the fresh scent of pine. A little tear comes from Bart's eye. <laughs> Out from behind the tree steps a radiant woman clothed in multicolored leaves and draped with clouds. Andy! Andy, the goddess, looks to Mud and Nive with kind eyes sparkling like lightning and says, Thank you, Mud of the Bumblecracks and Nive of the Gorns. I am grateful to you and your friends for your acts of bravery. Uh, it's actually Bramblecrack, but it's fine if you didn't get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> of the Bramblecracks. You said bumble crack. <laughs> Did I say bumble? Yeah, yeah, bramble. Bramble. I, like I said bramble. She, I, I like heard bumble. I and I'm fine. Bumble. I like the idea. I like the idea of God coming down and saying my name wrong. That's fine. John Reisonger. Yeah. Oh man. Someone else does that voice anyway. It's fine. <laughs> they better say it wrong. They'll, they'll, they'll say it right. I give uh, Knive a little high five, and it's adorable because it's an otter and a little boy high fiving like straight out of a Disney movie. So sweet. Uh, an otter and a walrus, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy's gaze turns towards Spectral and Ward in the stands. And now it's time the truth came out. Andy closes her eyes and reaches down to the roots of the tree. The tree begins to pulse with light and suddenly Andy's voice reverberates in your minds. Ishbjorn, Valrossians, cease this cycle of violence at once and heed my words. I am Andi, the goddess of changing seasons and protector of this land, your protector. You may look different, you may have different traditions, and you may have been told different stories about me, but the truth is you are one people, my people. For too long, a bitter winter of bloodshed and rivalry has plagued this land, but no longer. Now is the time for spring and sunshine. Now is the time we yield this land together. It won't be easy, and it will take time. But I promise to remain among you and lead you all through this age of restoration together. But first, it is time this fight was put to rest. 
Your eyes all start to feel heavy, and the world around slowly fades to black. What, all of us? <laughs> she's going to kill everyone. Genocide. Yeah, you all are dead. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening to Tales from the Sneaky Dragon. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm not in the water still. I just drowned. Gum <laughs> <laughs> Gum yeah. falls asleep. That all, like, disappeared. Like, all the water went away. You know, it all um, dissipated and turned into, like, a spring-like setting. Yeah, grass and beautiful yeah. tree and all that stuff. Uh, everyone go ahead and you can mark a long rest. The Yay. longest rest of all. Yay. Oh, because we, we did die. <laughs> <laughs> the longest rest ever. Uh, then after you all mark that long rest, everyone go ahead and make me a perception check. 22. 21 for Bart. Five for Blaine. I mean, Kyborg. One for Gum Gum. Nice. We'll start with Gum Gum and Kyborg with their one and their five. You feel a snug blanket wrapped around you, the crackling of a warm fire nearby, and the aroma of fresh coffee. It's so cozy. Do you have to wake up? Nah, not really, right? No. Uh, Bart and Mud, both of you open your eyes and you see uh, everyone's resting in separate beds in a room with large windows overlooking the ocean bathed with sun. Uh, you both also notice Andy, Knives, Sleek, and Spectral are all standing outside down by the docks. It looks like they're talking about something and looking out to the sea. You both also actually spot something out to sea. It might be a whale or something else, but it's difficult to make out with the sun reflecting off the water. Um, could I go inspect what's out in the water? Or could I, like, try to look harder through my window? Uh, you'd probably have to get out onto the dock, like, try to go out and get closer. Uh, it's difficult to see from here with, like, the light reflecting off the water and the glass and everything. You need to get out and get, a, you know, a much closer look. Okay. Let's go. Could I go out onto the dock and take a look? Yeah. Uh, you stand up out of your bed. Uh, and you look around and you see that there's a fresh pot of coffee uh, nearby uh, with some giant steins. Uh, there's also a bowl of fruit and good berries. And you see uh, Hannibal, Gumbo, and Fred all uh, curled up together uh, by the fire. Wow, I love this part of the story. <laughs> Let's just live in this existence for the rest of the time. Yeah. Paralyte, who's that? So you want to head out? Does anybody else want to head out? Anybody want to get coffee? Or? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, let's go. I wanted to go. Before I head out, I want to give all the animals just a little chin scritch. Just a little, <laughs> just a little. Hannibal bites you. No. <laughs> the snake. Roll for venom. He's venomous. You die. So sorry. <laughs> Thus endeth the tale. Gum Gum sees us and raises his chin to be scratched. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if Gum Gum is also one of, included in one of the animals. Yes, of course. I mean, I give him his morning daily scritches. Uh, and his leg kicks. Uh, Mud, I'm surprised you're not hitting up the coffee. Oh, there was coffee with steins. Yeah, coffee with steins and fruit and good berries. Oh, yeah. God, it's been a while since Mud has, has had coffee. Mud makes like two giant mugs of it and two <laughs> steins of coffee. <laughs> just just two, just double fisting, like just big old mugs of coffee. Oh, man. Like, this is where I live now. Man, now I want coffee. Just talking about coffee makes me want yeah, more. I do too. I also, Kyborg drinks a coffee. He loves coffee. And then, oh, he he also rolls for a uh, constitution saving throw because it's time for his morning constitution. <laughs> it's a poop joke because coffee makes you, it's a diuretic. Never mind. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> uh, what about you, Gum Gum? Are you going to get any coffee? Are you going to head out as well? Um, do I need you to get up, Bart? Uh, you should probably come with us, but we could go nap later if you want. Okay. And then he, he kind of gets up, but I'm not happy about it. He, like, takes his pillow with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gum Gum wants to sleep in. Bart, uh, roll me a perception check. No, right. 11. Uh, you see Andy at the dock, and uh, she's looking at you. Uh, she's waving at you. 
and she's like waving at you to come down to where she's standing uh, down on the docks. All right. Uh, I mean, I was already on my way there, but I'm glad to know that I'll be wanted. <laughs> uh, I continue on. Bart turns around and sees that it was Andy wasn't actually waving. Oh no! Bart. Does that thing where he waves back and then turns around and realizes that she's looking at someone behind him? Oh, yeah. And then he like does the thing where he like turns the wave into like a scratching his head. Scratching his head. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm cringing and it's not even really happening. It's imagined. <laughs> to happen to a god though. <laughs> you can't hide that. She knows. Yeah. As you all head down to the docks, you feel the spray of the ocean across your faces and the smell of salt water fills your nostrils. Andy turns to you with a soft smile and sparkling eyes. Good morning, interns. I trust you all feel rested? Quite, yeah. No. <laughs> What's wrong with Gum Gum? What's wrong, Gum Gum? You still wanted sleep. Gum Gum needs 22 hours of sleep a day, so he's a little grumpy. I feel great. And he takes just big old sip of coffee. Mm. Did you put any dirt in that coffee? Of course. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say it. I know you. Know I just want to make it. sure. <laughs> Micah called you uh, Grump Grump. <laughs> <laughs> grump Grump. Andy says... I expect you all might have some questions, but first, Spectral, or should I say Leonard, has something to say to you all. Right. Uh, I want to apologize to you all for putting you in an impossible position. I let my anger and sadness surrounding the loss of Yumi cloud my way. And sorry doesn't begin to make it up to you nor the people of this land. And as I said before, I will answer for my crimes. But I've been talking with Sleek here, and a more pressing matter is at hand that I wish to help you all with. Sleek chimes in. That we both wish to help you with. I recognize that I've been a burden to you all, and I wish to make up for that too. But first we need to get back to Boulderay. A burden? No. We've all, we've all <laughs> equally loved you and appreciated your presence. And yeah, not you too, and... Bart. <laughs> You're not a burden. Uh, Nive also chimes in and says, Yes, indeed, and that's where I can help. I recognize I don't deserve the title V-King, nor do I wish to rule over this land, but I do wish to help, and I do have resources that can assist you on your journey. I heard you might be in need of a ship. Ooh, Ooh Bart. Yo-ho. Uh-huh, a ship, you say. <laughs> uh, Nive nods, uh, and he points out to sea, and in the distance you see a ship approaching. This is what you uh, saw from the room earlier. And Nive says, But that's not all. You will need supplies for your voyage, and I hope this will cover it. Uh, Nive steps aside, and behind him sits a large chest. He reaches down and opens it up to reveal piles and piles of shimmering gold glistening in the sunlight. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How how much? Oh, you. I mean, you haven't counted it yet. It's a it's a very large chest. Yeah, filled with gold. Oh, naive. Uh, how much how much gold is that? It should be enough to get you where you're going, and then have plenty left over still. Excellent. Sweet. Well, that's gonna be like forty. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a cruise. Andy says. Yes, and there will be plenty of time for gathering supplies later. But I want to assure you all, I meant what I said last night. I plan to remain here at Keltberg for as long as it takes to restore this land and bring wholeness to its people. Nive has generously offered to help in any way he can. It will be a difficult transition, but I believe it's possible. Spectral says. 
Yes, and I plan to come back and be a part of that transition, but I think I should go with you all first. Sleek tells me that in your last fight with Paralyte, a few of your friends were taken and are being held captive? That's yeah. correct. Right. We totally remember that. No, it happened. For any listeners who may have forgotten, as the party was heading through a portal to escape Paralyte in the Glocken Tower, Blink and Sorter were captured by her and taken prisoner. Uh, friend is a loose term. Yeah. Brink Tussler. Yeah, no, I, I know the name. Best known as uh, best friend of Kyborg. Uh, I do miss Sorto, though. Or maybe it's Kyborg who's best known as being best friends with Brink Tussler. No, that I think is, that, no. Uh, yeah, that is what Kyborg, I think, is known for around this whole, like, all the lands. False. Spectral says, I believe I know where they're being held, and I can take you there. It's tucked in a forest that actually isn't far from Boulderay. You might have even heard of it. The Elder Pines? <gasps> yes, we have heard of the Elder Pines. Can I can I take Spectral under my arm and be like, hey man, listen now, I've seen you at full power, and I want you to bring all <laughs> that energy and all that courage and cool stuff to the next fight, okay? Because if you kind of become a little lame, we're going we're gonna to let you know, you know, like your friend here, who is worthless to us? And then I, I point <laughs> directly at Sleek, right in his face. I touch his nose even with my finger. Well, Austin is a dear friend of mine, and I'm sure he's doing everything he can to help you. He's really not, though. He's really not. So, like, are you missing, before we go, are you missing anything? A dumb loot, an accordion, a wand? Is there anything we need to get before we go that's going to affect your power abilities? Uh, no. I have everything I need in order to accomplish the mission. Great. I'm ready to go. I've got my boots. Okay. Uh, and it looks like the approaching ship is almost here. And as it gets closer, you hear the faint sound of music. Spectral uh, turns away from Kyborg and says, It feels strange. We're heading to the very place I ran away from. The place where Sleek and I... Where all the Infinites lost control of our minds. But maybe we can finally bring it all to an end? It's time we bring the fight to her. Interns, are you ready to fight Paralyte? No. Uh, Define define ready. I have to look at my calendar. Uh, (laughs) It's a bit busy right now. That's the kind of uh, enthusiasm I'd expect. So we have have three of the infinites, right? Maybe? Well, the one, the other one's back getting healed by Dr. Ahem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's the fourth one? Do we know where she is? He is? They is? They is. Do we know where they is? Is it, it but the fourth one's, is it Paralyte? Is Paralyte an infinite? I thought so. It's a good thing we've gotten this whole thing figured out so well at this point. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Let's go. <laughs> well, that, that is the end of the episode. The ship finally docks and lowers its anchor into the harbor. Bart, you're taken aback for a moment, wondering if you're dreaming in the ethereal plane again. But after you rub your eyes, there's no doubt in your mind as you reread the name of the ship across the bow. Jebediah. It's your old ship led by none other than Captain Marge standing at the helm. Mm. Ahoy there, mateys! We heard ye be having a hundred-year festival without us. So naturally, we invited ourselves to the party. <laughs> we also heard there be a tall, dense, and handsome halfling with music 
that can melt the hearts of angels? Something about Hebe needing a ride? What say ye, Bertie boy? Papa? <laughs> I'm home! <laughs> Heard! All sailors on deck! It's showtime! Just like we practiced! A one, a two, a three, a four! time there was a halfling born with ginger hair and skin so fair abandoned and forlorn orphaned and without a home with nothing but some string he fashioned him a little lute and taught himself to sing bark 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 just listen to him play bark 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 he'll take your breath away bark 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 from the bottom of our hearts we're head over heels in love with you, Bartholomew, Bartholomew the Bard. He grew into a densely boy, he soared to four foot four. Far and wide he sought to find a family on shore. His journey led him to the docks, drumming by the sea. His dulcet tones drew in a ship known for piracy. Bark, 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 just listen to him play. Bark, 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 he'll take your breath away. Bark, 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 in the bottom of our hearts, we're head over heels in love with you, but Adam, you. Bartholomew the Bard. When the clouds block out the light, we'll be with you, rain or shine, rain or shine. Bart, 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 just listen to him play. Bart, 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 he'll take your breath away. Bart, 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 from the bottom of our hearts. We're head over heels in love with you, Bartholomew, Bartholomew the Bart, 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 just listen to him play. Bart, 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 he'll take your breath away. Bart, 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 from the bottom of our hearts. We're head over heels in love with you, we're head over heels in love with you, we're head over heels in love with you, Bartholomew, Bartholomew the Bart.